doohickey, you know, the doohickey that rolls. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! I'm through with standing in line for some fun to begin, but I found a good thing, leaving me with a grin. It's time for Outlaw Radio to begin. You have the great Billy Gibbons here? Yeah. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. He just passed out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, that didn't sound too bad. Hit the lightning bolt loud. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Allen. Pass me a gallon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, my little danglers. Welcome. Uh, did you say Stanglers? Danglers. Oh, Danglers. <laughs> I got to smoke more cigars so I can yeah. cough a little more. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I interviewed this guy in Houston, Texas. I remember when he told Baltimore. Baltimore. I mean, the fact that he even had one hit with this dog was doing pretty damn well. He was, he's a Brit. Anybody remember this thing? I do. Yes, sir, I do. Do you remember this, Mark? No. Oh, I do. Well, Mark was immersed in uh, bad jazz. <laughs> bad bad jazz and bad comedians. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Next, next Oprah. <laughs> oh, listen to that. Listen to that 80s fake brass, man. Oh, yeah. It was all over the radio in the 80s. Put so many horn uh, uh, performers out of business with that fake brass because you had it all on the keyboard. Yeah, it's all, it was all dig- uh, it was a sample. Yeah, but it never sounded right. No, it never no. sounded right. No. All right. All right. You know how you know you're getting old? Rest in peace, Baltimore. Yeah, you play Baltimore on your show. No. (laughs) And you realize it was like 40 years ago that Baltimore had that hit. But no, you're talking about coughing. Yeah. Picture yourself laying next to someone, and she's 10 years younger than you, and all of a sudden you start coughing. She goes, it's okay. I'm a certified... Certified, Did that happen? I'm certified in CPR. <laughs> I go, shut up. She was busting my balls. And it, yeah, because I started coughing. Don't worry, I'm certified in CPR. By the way, by that's the way, rude. By the way, at break, uh, my brother Mark, ah. my brother Mark mentioned that. Uh, see, he, see, he does. I guess they they have real deep conversations because he's known this gal for quite some time, and I guess she came over last night, and uh, and I was at my my poker tourney. Too bad uh, she looked fantastic. None, too. none the wiser, but. Uh, they had to be deep conversations because he just surprised me the fact that uh, okay she's not a he's gone back and forth okay she's a Jew she's not a Jew he's a Jew now today at break just a few minutes ago said no she's she's not a Jew I said so she's a, a Hamas a sympathizer 
And you made it clear that she's no, not. Not at all. But yeah, but she is Iranian. Yes. Yeah, she lived in Germany though. For, uh, so you know, time. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's questionable. Mark, uh, do you think the jury's out? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Mark's. Well, you don't you know. know. Hey, uh, you know, uh, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah, but according you to shouldn't be. according to Mark, you know, she's going out of her way to say, "I, I voted for Trump. I'll vote for him again." You know, they're sly. There's, oh God! There's, how do you how do you think that happened? Nine eleven. It was cool. They're sly, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, they're, they're funding Hamas now. Yes, she was funding me last night, which I appreciate. Well, they're they're funding Hamas, and then uh, let's She's see not. who else is. Uh, oh yeah, our president. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. yeah, President Biden, that guy. Uh, so Ronnie Shell. So so Ronnie Shell, the legendary Ronnie Shell, Gomer Pyle fame, and uh, I got a stack of stuff on him. We're fine. We're going to finally take the the Ronnie Shell deep dive. He's ninety one years old. I think that we have to do it now or never. Oh. Uh, no. Uh, you say 95? 91. 91. Yeah. Uh, but first, uh, faux shiz, faux shiz. Actress Michelle Williams goes viral for Ebonics dialogue in a Britney Spears audiobook. Michelle Williams, she looked familiar, but I don't know uh, her body of work. I, I saw her picture. And uh, it's gone viral on social media for a surreal moment in her narration of Britney Spears' new memoir, "The Woman in Me." Boy, I'll be uh, I'll I'll be wanting to read that thing, huh? Oh, as long as there's uh, plenty of pictures in her new memoir, Spears uh, pens uh, a cringeworthy anecdote with her then boyfriend Justin Timberlake, in which they ran into R&B singer Genuine. Uh, for those of you scratching your noggin, yeah, he was big. I don't know if he's still big, but it's G-I-N-U-W-I-N-E uh, in New York City. According to the book, Timberlake said, oh, yeah, faux shiz, faux shiz, genuine, what's up, homie? While narrating the audiobook version of Spears' memoir, Williams attempted to mimic what Timberlake must have sounded like when he said that. So there's a clip of the, oh, Dawson's Creek. So that's where she's from. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, the Dawson's Creek star uh, performer was quickly isolated and posted to social media where it got a big reaction. Uh, in the Woman in Me that was just released, Spears wrote that Timberlake and the other members of the boy band in sync tried too hard to fit in with black artists, illustrating the point with this interaction between Timberlake and Genuine. His band in sync. And this is the audio uh, portion of it. Was what people back when called so pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop, Spears wrote. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group in sync hung out with black artists. I don't know, Brittany. You're sounding a little uh, racist there, aren't you? Well, she has a pattern, though, with that because <laughs> yeah. fed, no Fetterline. Well, she likes a, those fake, those wigger types. But she's a hillbilly, ain't she? Yep. Oh, yeah, completely. Uh, Spears went on to say, sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. One day, Jay and I, oh, that would be Justin. God, I, I wish call I, him Jay, bro. I wish I knew Justin Timberlake that well <laughs> that I could just call him Jay. Oh, when I see him, I'm like, hey, Jay, what's hey, up, Jay? Jay? Jay, what's up? Is it G or Jay, man? I don't know. What's up, faux shiz? <laughs> faux, oh, yeah, faux shit. What's up, homie? Uh, sometimes I thought they tried too hard. Uh, oh, one day, Jay and I were in New York going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our, our way was a guy with a huge blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. 
Jay, meaning Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. got all excited and said uh, so loud, Oh, yeah, faux shiz, faux shiz, genuine, what's up, homie? Oh, God. She, she wrote in her book, After Genuine walked away, Felicia Colada, then Spears' assistant, did an impression of Jay. Oh, yeah, faux shiz, faux shiz, genuine. <laughs> Jay wasn't even embarrassed. Britney Spears said. He just took it and looked at her like, okay, F you, uh, the pop star added. Fans quickly took to social media to react to Williams reciting the cringeworthy uh, faux shiz line from the pop star's book. Five-time Academy Award nominee Michelle Williams saying faux shiz, faux shiz, what's up, homie, is art. One ex-Twitter uh, user reacted, LOL, Brit, got my white sister Michelle Williams saying, what? Another laugh, Michelle's delivery accurately depicts just how corny and deplorable Justin has always been. A third one wrote, Michelle Williams is going to get a Grammy for this. Another commenter simply stated, cringe. Uh, Nothing can prepare you for these 15 seconds of Michelle Williams by doing a Justin Timberlake impression. I don't have a copy of it because I had too much work to do today, but I was going to play it. Uh, someone else said, can we just get Morgan Freeman to read it next? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, Spears and Timberlake dated. I, I forgot all about that. I didn't know they were dating, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. made her rounds. So Timberlake got a piece of, mm-hmm. piece of me. Oh, when yeah. she piece was of, young and Piece tasty. of Spears. She's still young and tasty, Mark. Oh, yeah. To us, because uh, we're not, I guess we're not young and tasty anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Boy, <that's laughs> And speaking of uh, Britney Spears. This is a gal that I always wanted to like. And now, uh, you know, when I tell you about this, we may not be on the same page. Or maybe you are. You, you have had a dislike for Brittany for years. I don't know. I've always sort of liked her. She's, uh, I don't think she writes any of her stuff. She certainly doesn't produce it. And uh, she doesn't sing that well. So, can you put her in the Ryan Seacrest uh, category yes. of being lucky? She's sort of lucky, well, right? Well, I think she has just a little more talent. No. no. Than Seacrest? Oh, yeah, yeah, because at least she's singing uh, hit records. I mean, she, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I like her songs, man. She can pull her vocals. She's got the best songwriters in yeah. Hollywood. But she... Her, you know, Madonna, Madonna's no great singer either. No. And, and but what... But, what Madonna does have that Britney doesn't is Madonna's a real dancer. Britney's not a real dancer. Uh, that's not true either. Do you understand? And, and let me tell you this, and I, I'm sort of glad you brought this up. Uh, <laughs> Her Lucky uh, Star video? Yeah. Oh, she is out of... Yeah, she's out that, of... That was the song that put her on the map. She had to learn how to dance yeah. after that Lucky Star video, and that's where she took the choreography, and she was trained by professional dancers. But in the beginning, she was not a dancer. Yeah, Britney, I think to this day... Cannot dance a lick. Oh no, no. Yeah, yeah. but you know, she, being a heterosexual male, and uh, and you can almost talk about scent of a woman. You can almost, I mean, it almost mm. comes through the the wafting TV. this way. Well, it 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 wafts, it comes straight out of her trailer. But I, you may not be because I I read this and I thought to myself, oh man, yeah. how nasty. Yeah. <clears throat> it is. Uh, you could call her the bottomless black hole of attention. As John Nolte does, uh, Britney Spears <laughs> um, 
is falsely accusing. I swallowed that too. <laughs> I read an article about that's ten disgusting. years ago that it's good. No, that you're supposed to. Well, I've been doing it for you. years, so no. That, that's yeah, why I'm, still I'm not on. making. I'm not making this up. No. You're not supposed to expel it. You're supposed. I, I hope you folks aren't oh, having dinner right now. Son of a gun. Yeah, have another drink. This oh. uh, this entire show will become much more palatable to you. Uh, Britney Spears is falsely accusing. Get ready. Wait for it. Ed McMahon of flirting with her when she was only 10 years old. All right? Hi. Come now, on. I will tell you, as a man who spent some time with Ed McMahon at the uh, Hollywood Christmas Parade. Yes, my good sir. Boy, did I find this man to be one of the most down-to-earth, affable guys and salt of the earth, served our country, a real man's man. But in this memoir we were discussing, this Britney Spears new penning, the lunatic melting down in me or something like that. (laughs) We just retitled her book. Yeah, (laughs) Spears claims that the then... 69-year-old McMahon traumatized her at age 10 by flirting with her. Spears says McMahon told the little girl she had pretty eyes, asked if she had a boyfriend, and then suggested himself as a boyfriend. Mm. This is the quote from Brittany. Follow me on this. I kept it together until I made it backstage, Spears writes, of the harrowing ordeal, but then I burst into tears. Afterward, my mom got me a hot fudge sundae. She's not, she's not lying. You see, that conversation did yeah. happen. Harmless. Guess how we know? Guess. The exchange is on video because Ed McMahon did this in front of the entire world on an episode of Star Search. Right. And and it's up there for you to watch. But don't don't leave our YouTube feed or our rumble.com right now, but watch it later. But he's being completely harmless. Well, he's this, uh, misunderstood. She misconstrued his comment. But she's okay, so she's 10 years old, Ed McMahon, who is a good damn man. I'll vouch for that man. And and yeah, wait until he's dead to do this. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you can watch this traumatic and scarring incident for your own selves at the four minute fifteen second mark. And uh, oh, good! So uh, all this printing uh, is printing over printing. So the bottom line is, and I th- yeah, so I screwed this up. Son of a bitch! It's a lot of work. Uh, it's just it's a lot of work doing this. Yeah. So now look, see. Yeah, well, how hard can it be, man? Hold on a sec. I'll tell you how hard. It, it's hard. Hold on. I'll show the. Uh, you really want to get See? hit, don't you? See on that, it's printing over printing. So now I don't, I don't know what this says, but I'll, I'll paraphrase, and I think you understand that. So she's ten years old. This is what we do as adults, you know, trying to be sweet to a ten-year-old on a TV yeah, show or in man. person. Do you want to be my girlfriend? You know, it's all, it's all, of course, light-hearted, and it, and it meant nothing. And somehow she puts it in her book, and there, and some of these friggin' publications used it as a headline that Ed McMahon is a pedophile. Uh. That's like seeing Richard Dawson back in the day when he kissed, no. kissed and hugged all those women coming up. Well, if you do, if you watch some of that though, oh, he ooh, got it. man, did he get some? Huh? A little groping going on. There. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was, you know, I was watching a, a, I was watching a Price Is Right, a bunch, a bunch of the Bob Barker stuff. Oh from, yeah, 
As I'm watching it, it's Bobby year 2000, <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, all right, that's 23 years ago. But it was that long ago when he let his hair go white. Yeah. You know, I would have said, okay, 10 years ago, but I don't, I don't think he's been hosting it for at least 12 or 13 years. Time is just whooshing by. My friend, some advice for you. Have as many cocktails as you could possibly down. Get all drunky drunk and smoke a lot of cigars and eat a lot of beef because our time on this planet, it is just, it's it's whooshing by. It is. Am I just speaking for myself, or does everyone sort of understand? Oh, you know, man. the only the, I, I bet Mark C.G. Boyer doesn't understand this, because, you know, Mark, who I love dearly, and a friend of uh, Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio for many, many years, and a poker-playing buddy, um, he, he, he doesn't have any career goals. So that's never daunted him. You know, I mean, really no career goals. His goal is... Eat chips. To eat. To eat as much as possible <laughs> and eat as many foul things as he can stick into that pie hole. And I've got a new flavor of onions. Loving it. And loving it. I mean, that's his thing. I don't think he analyzes things too often no, or life no. or the life experience. I think he wakes up, and when he wakes up, he says to himself, all right, time to eat. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you're almost right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I uh, and this watched. is why you're a happier man than both my brother Mart oh, and my own self. Most I watched definitely. for years what uh, people in my in my profession, software engineering, moved into management. Yeah, see, Mar- Mark is and a, the Mark's that- a friggin' software guy, man. Isn't that like uh, running the planes in the tower? I mean, that's sort of like grueling. Uh, I was more into business, but is it is grueling? But yeah. it's just you write some code you have a happy day you go home <laughs> yeah. and you don't have the headaches of management so i just said uh, i don't want a career goal other <laughs> other other than making more money right oh right right, and, right. You know, give me some code to write and leave me alone yeah yeah because and i was much happier because you you've never you you've never wanted to be known you've never had that stardom thing in your eyes right no i was just really good and younger people okay so this is great us. so ronnie shell is calling me he was on the 405, uh, then to the 18. Hold on a second. 18? Ronnie? Where, somebody come and get what? Uh, we don't have dogs. We don't have dogs. Ronnie, we don't have dogs here. So are you, I, I don't know if you're at the right house. Billy Dilly's out front looking for you. No, 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 no. And I can't, I, we're on the air right now, so I can't repeat the address to you. Wrong neighborhood. Because I don't want... Wrong neighborhood. Well, dead air, Matt. Just go outside. I can't... What do you mean, dead air? What the hell is he talking What's about? What's wrong? You know, so you have so two you two. So you two take over the show? Mark, why don't you go outside? No, you two take over the show. All right. Hold on, Ronnie. No, you know, it, isn't this a truly well-oiled machine? Yes. You're not going to say anything, okay. Marty. It's going to sit there stoically. Staring into space. By the, by the way, you can't you can't blame it on the fact that he's ninety one years old. It's his son driving. Yeah, it's running show, but it, but it's a son that I haven't met. Oh, it's not as usual. It's though. not Greg. It's not Greg, the producer of uh, fine films everywhere, uh, and the Mayberry film, and you know a bunch of stuff. That's what Greg's up to. It's his other son, who I believe served our country. Uh, Greg's too busy right now to have any time. <laughs> yeah, for Daddy. Yeah, yeah, but so you can't blame it on Ronnie. Uh, but so Ronnie was at some house, mm. and I think he was in the backyard, <laughs> and I heard a bunch of yapping dogs. 
So if if Roddy Shell, the legendary Roddy Shell, shows up, well, sands one limb, <laughs> then you'll know what happened. Or a dog attached to a limb. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> First thing out of his mouth was, uh, Matt, could you get rid of these dogs? We don't have dogs. <laughs> we don't have doggies. All right, I have just enough time. Oh God. So he's. I, I wonder if he's on our block at least. I don't know. See, we do that. We do this show from uh, from an 1876 Virginia City, Nevada style bar um, in uh, next to my house, and uh, and it's it's tough to find if you don't know where the hell it is because there there's no sign outside that says Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Although we do have guns in case you find us. Yeah. I just want you to know that we are protected. <laughs> um, okay, so Bill Maher, I'm glad he's finally coming to the party. He made the statement that San Francisco seems to be proud of how difficult it is to do things to fix problems in the city. Well, you're preaching to the choir. I believe, not one to boast, I've been saying this for two and a half years now. During his closing on bureaucratic red tape, Bill Mahar said in San Francisco, the city's so nice, you'll step and poop twice. Yeah. There's an area where homeless people were urinating and defecating, and it was starting to annoy the people breaking into cars. <laughs> so, you know, Bill's a funny guy, man. I mean, you know, you say whatever the hell you want about him. He's a funny guy. Yeah, don't don't ignore the, uh, the 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 robbers and the and the and the bad guy. I mean, so the city tried to build a public toilet last year, but then gave up when the cost hit one point seven million. Not one point seven million for a public toilet system. One point seven million for one toilet. What? Oh, Bu- that's insane. Bureaucracy at its bed, at best. And this wasn't some magic toilet that catches your phone when you drop it. So then a private that's company a took idea. pity on San Francisco, offered to build them their toilet for free. But after the project management, construction management, architecture, and engineering construction management, uh, fees, permits, civic design review, surveys, contract preparation, cost estimation, the free toilet was still going to cost almost a million dollars that my friends is the state that we emanate this show california red tape you want to get something built good friggin luck oh man. yeah yeah i mean to do construction in this state my heart goes out to you no we go because uh, i deal with a lot of projects my brother is a construction where he does this project managers developers owners and just to get permits city permits and then they have to, it goes through plan check. Another oh. three months on plan check. It's like, hey, we just want to get started on this restaurant or this building we're doing or whatever it is we're doing. They got to go back to the city and back to the city and pay more fees every time they go back to the gotta, city. Got to be at the very least, man. Top top two worst states to, uh, to do business in yeah. is California. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mahar, uh, meanwhile, he said the median time to get approval to build a house here in California and especially in San Francisco, uh, 627 days yeah. to get a permit and to get the thing built. We've been sitting on jobs. Yeah. We've been sitting on jobs in the books for four years. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Did you finally make it? So yes. you, you yes. discovered no dogs, right? No doggies. All right. Ronnie Shell on the show in a minute. Speaking of San Francisco, that man hails 
from north of us here in Southern California, the great and legendary Ronnie Shell and a son that I don't believe I've ever met. Chris. When we were, I know his name. <laughs> I ju- I simply don't remember meeting him. But uh, it's, you've kept me away from your son for many years. The legendary Ronnie Shell. When we return on Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio on YouTube, on Rumble.com, on Twitter, a.k.a. X, and the finest radio stations in America. Outlaw. Outlaw.